welcome to Destination Lavender, a podcast all about healing and self-discovery after getting sober. My name is Guiana. In each episode, I'll be sharing my personal adventures, tips, triumphs, and lessons that have helped me to better navigate and thrive in sobriety. Today is Destination Lavender's 27th episode called Staying Sober While Traveling. Let's get into it. Okay. So, this is actually uh, an interesting topic because um, I first, you know, did some traveling a month ago. Uh, sorry, a couple months ago. I don't know why I said a month ago. Uh, we're in September. It was in June that I went, so that's definitely more than a month ago. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I've been wanting to cover this one um, because I've, you know, gone abroad for the last three years in a row, um, multiple times, and even in 2018, um, I went on a cruise, and so there's been several moments um, from like 2018 till now where I've been out of the country, and um, during those times, I was sober, and yeah, it was definitely helpful to do some of the things that um, I'm gonna share with y'all today. So this is for the sober curious and those who are already, you know, established, you know, in their sobriety. Um, and yeah, just anybody else who might be interested in um, how to, you know, kind of create some new awareness and some healthy boundaries for yourself and some just new ideas for yourself to, to stay sober um, while uh, you're traveling or to even just switch out some um, of your options to uh, non-alcoholic if you decide to even if it's only some of for some of your trip so the first thing is sparkling water sparkling water is always a level up from fountain drinks and tap water in my opinion um, even if they don't have some fancy non-alcoholic drink or non-alcoholic beer or, or, or wine available. Um, sparkling water makes me feel a little bit more fancy um, because other people around me are typically drinking alcohol and their drinks are typically fancy. They're typically as fancy as fancy can be and here I am with my tap water with ice in it and I'm just like, mm. yeah, I mean, that's fine too. If, if all you need is water, good for you. But if you're a little bit... Um, extra like me <laughs> and you want a little little pizzazz to your drinking experience um sparkling water is always level up so ask if they have sparkling water a lot of times they will um two is mocktails do mocktails man i was in denmark uh it was the second time that i went and i looked up some recipes for mocktails before i went i ended up only making one um, and it ended up having a bunch of delicious stuff in it. I think it had orange in it, it had molasses in it, um, it had sparkling water in it, and it also had, it had several other things that I can't remember now, but it had cayenne pepper in it, and I've mentioned this in a previous episode. Um, it wasn't a lot of cayenne pepper, but it was just enough cayenne pepper in it, and what it does is it kind of mimics that warming feeling in your chest, that sensation you get when you drink alcohol. So it kind of felt a little bit like an alcoholic drink, but it actually had some health benefits because it actually was using some healthy ingredients. It was delicious. Um, it 
kind of mimic the feeling of alcohol without having alcohol in it. And it was a big hit with my uh, ex-boyfriend's family. <laughs> Everybody liked it. And they all had regular alcohol to drink. And they really liked the mocktail mix that I made from a recipe I found online. So mocktails are a hit. They're really simple to make a lot of times. They can get as complicated as alcoholic drinks. They have like probably as many flavors and combinations as, as you can imagine. So just find something that you like, go on Pinterest, go on Google, uh, go on Instagram, just like find some stuff that's interesting to you and, and make those. And in addition to that, I'll say um, sometimes, like I'll say definitely in Europe at least, there's a lot of like non-alcoholic options. Like they'll have non-alcoholic uh, beer on tap sometimes or if you're at the grocery store they'll have like a, a little section where it'll be like non-alcoholic beers and stuff like that will be available to you so definitely look out for that if you're in in places like that um number three is i was in cuba and they didn't have really any non-alcoholic options so i just had a lot of espresso and did that mess with my sleep schedule yes it did absolutely it did <laughs> because it would be like eating at night and I'd be like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to have some espresso so I can struggle going to sleep. Um, but yeah, if you're in a place like that where they don't have non-alcoholic options and you don't have to be up at a certain time and that's cool, have some espresso. And I also had a few cigarettes as well, which I'm not really condoning like nicotine because I know it's really addicting and, and harmful to the body. Um, but, you know, I missed having my CBD and I didn't feel like I could bring that with me. So I was like, cigarettes it is. So I did have several cigarettes while I was there and it definitely wasn't a, you know, a little habit that's, that stuck with me because I don't really think cigarettes are that appetizing. Um, but it was just nice to have, uh, something that mimicked the feeling of smoking <laughs> with, you know. Uh, when I didn't have my CBD. So if that's your jam, do that. If you have, if you know you're addicted to cigarettes, definitely don't do that. But if you know you can kind of like take them or leave them, have a few socially and be able to move on, it's it's nice, especially when you don't have any other options when you're on a trip and you want a little something to kind of alter your mood a little bit, but in a way that's not going to derail your progress as a person. So that's number three, espresso or cigarettes, something along those lines. Four is if you're traveling with people, let them know your situation. Let them know that you're sober. Let them know that you're not trying to drink as much um, or at all. And also, in addition, let your host know if you're staying at an Airbnb, if you're staying at staying with family, staying with friends. Like, just have that on lock so that you will have people hopefully who will be in your corner um, and and look out for you and more eyes on the ground <laughs> for like finding non-alcoholic things and, and having your back and making sure that you um, stay on track uh, while you're out and about. So that's number four. Number five is find meetings. This uh, makes me think of the cruise that I went on in 2018. I found an AA meeting on the boat. It was in the program. I found it. I went to it. It was very small. There was like five of us. Um, 
on a cruise ship. I don't know how many people were on cruise ships, hundreds, thousands, I'm not sure. I can't even quantify it in my mind. But there's a lot of people on the boat, and there's only five of us in the meeting. So there wasn't very many of us not trying to drink, basically. But I found a meeting. I was there for an hour. I got my space. Um, I was newly sober at that time. Um, it's like a couple months sober, so I really needed to be in a space where I could have that. People were smoking weed and drinking left and right, and just there's all types of debauchery happening on this boat. So I was just like, I gotta get me a meeting. So if you can find, if I can find a meeting on water in the middle of the ocean, you can find a meeting on land. So wherever you're going, see, just see, just see if they have an, an AA meeting, if, if AA is your thing. Or even if you've never tried it, like give it a shot. It's not a club. You don't have to join. You can just go and you can listen. You don't have to share. Um, it's just it's it's cool to to be around people who are actually trying to achieve the same thing you're trying to achieve. So that's number five is find meetings. Um, number six is call a friend or a sponsor or a therapist or a life coach or a spiritual guide, whoever you can call um, in a pinch. Either plan it ahead of time so that they'll be available or someone who you know you can call just you know in in the heat of the moment if you need it who's gonna like talk you off the metaphorical ledge um, or proverbial edge um, who's gonna like remind you of why you're sober who can maybe listen to you vent a little bit help calm you down give you like you know kind of reframe the situation for you um, and just kind of like be there to support you um, if you start to spiral and you freak out about wanting to drink or wanting to use while you're on your trip. That's number six. Uh, call a friend, sponsor, therapist, life coach, spiritual guide, somebody who can support you who's not in the country that you're in or the state that you're in, um, <laughs> the physical state or the mental state or the emotional state. And they're like in another location and you can reach out to them via phone, via text, via FaceTime, whatever email that's number six number seven is separate from the group whoever you came with whoever you're traveling with whoever you're out with i had to do this multiple times when i was in denmark when i was newly sober um if i knew that we were going to be having dinner and there was going to be alcohol or there was going to be a lot of socializing and i was going to have to be present and all that i would separate and i would i would do one to two minutes of breathing exercises there's this app that I've mentioned m multiple times now called Calm. It's a meditation app. They have all types of stuff on there. But one really cool thing that they have, among many cool things that they have on the app, is there's a section where you can do these breathing exercises. They have one minute. They have two minutes. It's a visual wheel, so it shows you when to inhale. It shows you when to exhale. Sometimes it tells you to breathe in from your chest and then hold and then breathe in from your belly and then hold and then tells you when to release. It's really great. And um, it also attaches certain emotions like if you need to release anxiety or if you need to feel energized or if you need to feel balanced it's really awesome uh, as a tool to tap into and if that's not your thing if doing intentional breathing exercises is not your is not your jam just have a playlist of songs that calm you down and kind of help you to like recenter and refocus kind of chill you out and listen to a couple of songs just kind of get your head in the game um, this could be before the social event happens. This could be in the middle of it and you get overwhelmed and you need to separate for a moment. Just have things like that on tap for you. You could even have a little quick, you know, guided five-minute meditation that just kind of brings you back. Something, you know, audio-based. 
um, bring headphones with you so that you know this can be your own private thing that nobody has to know about this is for you to tap in this is not for other people um, and also if you're super private or you're embarrassed about it having headphones will keep it private for you so that's number seven number eight is check in with yourself via journaling it's a great thing to do at the start of your day but it's really a great time a great thing to do at any time of the day um, just tap in and um, spill your feelings on a page and it'll get all of your jumbled thoughts out of your brain and onto a page and it'll also help you to reframe where you're at and what you're thinking what you're worried about and it'll let you know what things that you're feeling are actually like justifiable fears versus like irrational fears and regardless of whatever category your feelings fall into um, It'll, it'll help you to see kind of where you stand with yourself emotionally and you won't be carrying all that stuff around. Even if it doesn't resolve things all the way, I feel like it does lift the weight that you're carrying potentially like a little bit. Um, so that's number eight, check in with yourself via journaling. Um, number nine is keep your boundaries strong. You don't have to explain why you're not drinking or, or why you're not smoking. You don't have to do that unless you want to. Um, and also just, you know, the boundaries, keeping your boundaries strong will... Uh, help you to remember like not to be tempted to, to slip like remember why you're sober remember why you're cutting yourself off from these substances um, and the other thing is that people who care about you truly will respect your boundaries so they won't make you feel bad or try to peer pressure you they will have your back they will show up for you and they will support you um, so keep your boundaries strong is number nine and number 10 is set a limit for when you go out with people when you return home. Find a way that you can get back to wherever you're staying by yourself or uh, make a deal that you're going to leave at a certain time. Because um, trust me, when you're the only sober person out in a group of people who are drinking or who are drunk and high and, and, and all that, like it gets old pretty quick. And a lot of times your time clock will be way shorter than theirs because you're running on just sober energy and they're, they've got substances to kind of keep the party going. And a lot of times it can be over for you a lot earlier. So the, the more of a plan you have in place for yourself, I think the better off you'll be. So that's my list, y'all. Um, let me just do a little recap. One is sparkling water. Two is mocktails and other NA beverages. Three is Cuba, Cuba. Three is espresso or cigarettes. Uh, four is um, if you're traveling with people, let them know, let your travel mates know, let your hosts or hostesses know um, so that they can hopefully support you and give you suggestions. Um, five is find meetings. Six is call a friend or other support uh, to guide you through the any tough moments you might be having. Seven is separate from the group, do some breathing exercises or listen to some chill music and make sure you bring headphones for that so it can be private and for yourself. Number eight is check in with yourself via journaling. Number nine is keep your boundaries strong. And 10 is set a time limit for when you go out so that you'll at least know when you'll return home. Um, and yeah, you'll be solid in that regard. So that's my list, y'all. Um, are there any tips that y'all might have out there, those of you who are staying sober or newly sober or curious about being sober, um, for staying sober while you're traveling, whether it's domestically or whether it's abroad, um, or even just social situations in general, just like 
ways to kind of keep yourself on track. Um, do any of these things connect with you on this list? Have you tried any of these things? Are you curious about trying any of these things? Definitely let me know. Um, you can reach out to me on social media via Destination Lavender on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, let me know. Send me a message. Drop um, your thoughts in the comments underneath these posts connected to this episode. And yeah, let me know your thoughts. I would, I would really appreciate hearing your perspective. Um, if you want to support this channel, um, you can reach out to me on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Diana. You can pay $5 a month to support all of the creative stuff that I make. And uh, yeah, that's all I have for y'all. And until two weeks from now, I will talk to y'all.